What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, guys? We are back here at the Kickash Podcast. I am so happy to be back. It feels like forever. I know I probably said that on the last show, but it does. It feels like something is missing when I don't have a chance to sit down and record a show and, and just kind of collect my thoughts from from the week prior in the world of wrestling and at this point week plus since I was able to record a, an episode for the show. But I am back officially. I apologize for the hiatus and the MIA status and all that, but I was doing a little bit of traveling um, just for, of course, like the Easter holiday, which Hope you guys were safe, and, and if you celebrate that, I hope you had a good Easter, all that good stuff. Um, it was someone who was very close to me, their birthday that weekend, so I ended up traveling. So between that and just getting back in town and kind of catching up on things around here with my girls at home and everything like that, it was just I needed some time to kind of collect myself and, and just kind of see where to start off at you know wrestling is is a crazy place where it's kind of hard especially when you you miss a little bit of of time in a in a fear like this you know recording shows and whatnot it's sometimes it's hard to just jump back in so that's why I kind of waited for the weekend to see what was going to play out this week see what of course the announcement was going to be and just kind of get a, a, a grasp of everything um and like I said, the week plus that has kind of transpired. So today's show is going to be, I think, a little bit packed. Um, as I was sitting down, I was like, I don't know, because of course, at this point, there's no sense going into a match by match breakdown for certain shows. So I kind of just did like a, a brief overview of some things that are going on and a preview for what is going to be happening the week coming ahead. Um, we have a, a big, big show stacked for Dynamite coming this Wednesday, which, at least for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to one match in particular, and I will get into that in a little bit. But as always, I appreciate your guys' support and you keeping me in your feed. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, my personal account at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S, and the show's page as well at Podcast underscore. Again, I am, the well, the show, rather, is on TikTok as well at Kickash Podcast. Um I like I said, I my schedule is kind of getting back to normal, um and, and what normal should be for the next few months. So I'm definitely gonna be sitting down and using that free time that's at least not accounted for to kinda look at the show itself and, and look at different avenues for it to grow, different streaming services, maybe some video, maybe YouTube stuff and stuff like that. So let me know if you guys have any ideas, suggestions, all that good stuff. Um, feel free to to shoot me a message on Twitter. Um, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback or any any thoughts or suggestions that you guys may have because, of course, that's the whole point, right? And to be interactive with you guys, too. Um, it's just fun, you know, just a, a source for wrestling fans to kind of get together and just chat and, and kind of go from there. 
But like I said, today's show is probably going to be a little bit stacked um, depending on how detailed we get into some things here. So I'm not going to waste too much time further. It looks like we'll probably start off here with some AEW and then transition into WWE. And then, like I said earlier, preview what the at least the, a couple lineups that we have for the show is coming forward. But yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. We will start off with the most recent major announcement from AEW and Tony Khan that was announced on Dynamite, and that is, of course, the what many people, uh, myself included, had hoped for, and it's it's finally here. It's officially happening. Um, again, if if you guys have have listened to any of my shows in the past, you know I'm I'm kind of over the whole forbidden door phrase, but. It is official, so I have to accept it and just move on. AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling will hold their first ever joint pay-per-view titled AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sorry guys, I don't know if you heard that in the background. Our side note, our landscapers for our, our complex here decided to do some random work on our side on our sidewalks and some of the bushes that we have here. So if you hear anything in the background, I do apologize for that. But right back to the action here. Again, the official title is AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door. That will be held on June 26th at, of course, the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. I shouldn't be salty that Chicago is getting this pay-per-view. It just makes sense, but I am salty. Uh, so shout out to all you guys and gals who live in the Chicago area or the surrounding areas. Um, I'm definitely looking into to tickets. You know, I was just saying that my schedule looks to be a little bit open, but man, I don't know. With a show like this, and depending on the build and what the card ends up looking like and, and formatting to be, I may take a, tri- a trip to Chicago, as as crazy and absurd as that sounds, but we'll definitely get into that further if, if that uh, turns out to be the case. But Tony Khan officially said this is for the wrestling fans. He mentioned when he spoke with Sports Illustrator right before the announcement, quote, there are many dream matches that can take place now that the Forbidden Door is finally open. It would not have been... It would have been unfathomable to collaborate on a pay-per-view when AEW first started, but a lot has changed since then in the world of wrestling, unquote. Uh, Tony Khan apparently had obviously did this interview with Sports Illustrated, had this prepared, so once the announcement was made on Dynamite, the article was pretty much able to drop simultaneously. But he did go on to say, quote, I believe we've earned their trust. We started working closely together last year. The more we've collaborated, the better the relationship has become and the more trust we've built. It's culminating at this huge event on pay-per-view with the stars of AEW and the stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling colliding at Forbidden Door, unquote. Yeah, uh, like I said, I again, I, Forbidden Door kind of makes me cringe, you know, but I get it, right? And I don't know why. I think it's just, I think the, after the concept and the official, like, coining of the word and the phrase Forbidden Door... Once that was established, everyone and their mother, I feel like, just took that that phrase and just ran with it. So I think my personal annoyance of it just kind of stemmed from everyone using it and it kind of just being slung around and just using it out of context, too. But it's not a big deal. And, of course, like, that's just my personal tidbit, I guess, on it. Um, That aside, of course, that's not really even important in the grand scheme of things, but... I'm super excited for this. I I think a lot of people, a lot of us fans had speculated that this could be the the case, but to see it officially being announced and to see New Japan's president being on stage 
at AEW Dynamite, and and I love the way too how they had Adam Cole show up on on the big screen and kind of hijack the announcement and take ownership of it. I I love that it wasn't really focused on the authority figures and and have them be like the characters on screen taking credit for it. And of course, we obviously know that is the case, right? It's not Adam Cole who is negotiating for AEW with New Japan. Um, but of of course, like star power, like like him, Kenny Omega played a, a key role into it. But my in the sense that I like that. Whereas WWE, of course, like Vince McMahon takes credit for it, and it's it's all Vince. Like he kind of gave the shine to a star here, and that being Adam Cole, and then of course Jay White coming out soon after. Um, I just I really dug the the layout of it. Uh, Tony Khan's reaction to Jay White was was so comical. Uh, so it was it was <laughs> just. You got, you gotta love Tony, man. Like you, you gotta love him. Like he's so like he feels like he would you would be his friend. Like besides the fact that he's worth billions of dollars, you know, and and his status, right? Like he just feels like a, an everyday normal dude, <laughs> you know. So uh, just shout out to Tony Khan. But that announcement is super super exciting, and of course we will dig deeper into that as we get more information and the card itself starts to build. We are kind of towards the end of April here, which is crazy to say, and beginning of May. So I'm sure within the next few weeks, we'll start to see the seeds being planted and see what comes and and what grows and and to be the actual card itself for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. It'll be very interesting to see if Kenny Omega is able to make his return in time for that pay-per-view. Uh, I think if you're gonna have a pay per view like this with the with it literally being AEW and New Japan, like you can't do this and not have Kenny Omega involved. So I hope, and uh, as much as you know, you should never bank a, a show on one star. But I think if if anyone deserves that, and if anyone deserves to be highlighted and showcased on a show it, like this. For just because, if nothing else, the meaning and, and just the build and, and what it took to even make a show like this possible, Kenny Omega should definitely, definitely be included. And um, I I say that now and, and in a hopeful sense. Um, what I'm I'm banking on is Tony Khan already has that in the bank, so to speak, and it's already a done deal. And Kenny is is set to return, and all that good stuff is already in play. It's just a matter of timing. Um, but if not, I'm going to be very, very disappointed and, and very surprised too. But like I said, I'll hold off on that. But it's, it's, I think that's just probably one of the most glaring things, uh, at least to me, that stood out once the the show itself was announced. But moving on and kind of staying on on Tony Khan. Right now, we, of course, the week prior had the debut of Satnam Singh and the bust that it ended up being with the whole lights out gimmick. And then once they turned on and, and by the way, the lights were out for an extremely awkward, long amount of time. Uh, so I don't think that kind of helped matters at all. But once the lights came back on and, and Satnam was in the ring, it just no one knew who he was. I I knew he looked familiar, but I couldn't place I, I couldn't remember his name, but only reason I, I vaguely remember was because I remember when the announcement was first made in the graphic uh, that Satnam Singh was all elite. Uh, what, what was it, like a year and a half ago? However long ago it was. Um, I just remember thinking like, wow, that's it's kind of random, and but I get why they're probably signing him. Um, and and that, is, it, that is the case. And we'll, we'll kind of get into that in a little bit here. But the... 
I think it's a twofold thing. The actual debut itself was lackluster and, and, and kind of a bust, but Tony Khan did address it on Busted Open, which I'll, like I said, get into here in a second. Um, I, I think they did make improvements, though, the following, well, I don't want to say the following night, but the, a couple of nights later on Rampage and how they've followed up since then. Look, I don't, I don't think that he's going to be the next breakout star, and I don't think that was the goal, obviously, but... I think that, yeah, it was, it was just a, a misjudgment of... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Execution, I think, and and I, I guess I'll just get into it now because it kind of what Tony Khan's response on Busted Open was regarding the the debut and the whole ordeal itself. Um, I think it kind of encapsulated it perfect, so I'll just kind of read that here now. Tony Khan said, and I quote: "To be honest, it wasn't my idea to turn the lights out, but I am the ultimate filter in who everything goes through." I put the outline of the show together, and when I came in Wednesday, I thought it was the best outline I had ever put together, one of the best, at least. It was as much as wrestling as you can fit into the program, and I thought up until that point, the show was excellent. There was a, that was the one thing that we went off on. People might not have liked it. Satnam is an important person for us. It was, a, it was important to debut him in a meaningful way in this show that, with Jay Lethal, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. At the same time, turning the lights off for someone people didn't recognize is a great point. To be honest, the person who brought who brought off, which that should be a typo from the article I, I got it from, the person who thought of turning the lights off has over 30 years of experience in pro wrestling. Um, he went on to later say, nobody said that, and when it happened, I agreed with the fans completely. When it came up, I said, that could work, it's different. I was looking for... I was looking for something to physically get him in there for that moment. And somebody, like I said, with over 30 years of experience said, we could turn the lights out and do this. And I went, okay. I should have seen the negatives before we did it. And I really didn't see them until it actually happened, unquote. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have given him shit, too, saying that he deflected responsibility. And, and look, I get that, too. I, I get that, that interpretation of it. Um. To be honest with you guys, I, I think he, he walked that line very well. And I think that it, it that is his true feeling. And I think that is exactly what happened. You know, he, he as much as it could be interpreted that he's deflecting uh, responsibility for the shit. Well, I don't want to say shit, shit. That's a little extreme. But the lackluster debut, um, he's just kind of being honest. You know what I mean? He was like pretty essentially, if I could paraphrase for him in my words, He's saying, yeah, it sucked. And however, it wasn't my idea. I was presented the idea. It was, you know, I thought it was great. Once it played out and I saw it happening, I was like, oh, shit, this sucks. And time to fix it and move on. <laughs> you know, if if I could, like I said, just paraphrase, that is kind of how I, I would put my, my synopsis of it. Uh, and I don't think it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see why this is causing such a big uproar or, or not... Again, maybe not that much, but, like, so many people have, have taken this and ran with it. Uh, 
yeah, it sucked, and it was a crappy way for the show. What what was a, a, a strong card up until that point, especially with it involving Samoa Joe. Um, yeah, it sucked, but you know, at the same time too, like had the light had the lights out gimmick worked, and everyone knew who he was, and it went off great. Then it would have been you know one of the best shows that AEW has ever done. You know what I mean? So. I get how one thing can kind of tank a show, but I don't. I don't think this one necessarily did. Now, in retrospect, when I was watching it live, I was like, "What the fuck? Like, why? Why would you do that for this guy?" You know what I mean? But again, like that's just my reaction, and I, I get the mindset behind it and where they were coming from. But you know, and again, we've already heard numerous variations of it, and I'm not gonna go get back you know a week and a half later or whatever it was and and rebook it but because i think it's obvious at this point now but i think the main thing here going forward is just the follow-up and and how they present him going forward um again me personally i'm not really into like the big monster type uh like i you know i i've i did have a, a special place for like andre the giant and i don't know but like ever i'm just not like a big bodybuilder type guy like I'm not those guys while yeah it's fascinating to think that a human being is is that size I just I'm not down for the the squash type guys who who are pretty limited in the ring like I I get why and it's nothing I'm not saying just him specifically I'm saying in general and I'm I mean that for like and I hate to say it but like your big shows your you depending on in I guess your giants depending on the the size chart that you go off to that could range anywhere from a dude who's 610 plus you know what I mean so that could be your Kevin Nash's your even your Undertaker's Canes you know what I mean so to me I guess long story short like I I've just never been one who was like attracted to or like amazed by like the bigger dudes besides the fact that like over the initial reaction like oh shit like this dude is huge um what can he do okay he can do that like let's move on but I just never seen that as like a a figure who should automatically have a show be built around them unless they have the total package. You know what I mean? So in that regard, I I'm just not really that excited about it, but I'm not gonna sit here and shit on it either. I'm just gonna kinda see how it plays out, you know what I mean, and just let it go from there. Now I say that in the same token, I don't want Samojo to be wrapped up with this dude for weeks on end. Like I I, I just don't. <laughs> so if, if that means that he's gonna be interacting with Joe for X amount of time, like I'm I'm not down for that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see how that plays out in that regard. But in regards to the actual signing of Singh and why they're showcasing him, um, it's to that business aspect, I get it. You know, Singh's debut is, is to kind of support and build their portfolio and just diversify it more. They're looking to branch out. They're also, they're affiliated with Discover or with Warner Media, obviously, who just completed the merger with discovery and warner media as discovery owns eurosport so that's obviously built into aew's partnership in india the eurosport platform itself so obviously like you want representation and and representation as a whole matters for for everyone in all groups right like i'm not gonna sit here and get on that pedestal right now um but for obvious reasons you know it, it makes sense so again i'm not gonna sit here and shit on the dude or anything like that uh yeah, was his debut lackluster? Of course, like, shit could have been better, but you're not gonna knock it out of the park every time. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting to see how much, like, outlash and, and just shit that people have been giving Tony Khan to the point where he had to address it on Busted, Busted Open and everything like that, but I just kind of wanted to touch base on that and just kind of see also what you guys think, too. Like I said, hit me up on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S or on the show's Twitter page at kickashpodcast underscore. And let me know what you guys think, too. Are you overseeing already? Are you Do you think he sucks? Is he too much like the Great Khali for you? Or or what? In in regards to, like, movement-wise, because literally, like, he almost, it was just like a copy-paste of, of Khali's moveset. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting as well. But moving on from that, also, we have some backstage notes stemming from the Battle of the Belts 2 show. And shout out to Fightful.com for the information here. But it was reported that Jonathan Gresham was checked out for a concussion following his match with Dalton Castle, which is actually pretty good. Um, If you guys didn't see it, I would recommend checking it out. It was pretty cool to see both guys, but Dalton Castle as well kind of get a moment on on broadcast TV, I guess you could call it. Um, But apparently the concussion happened during the gut-wrench suplex sequence early on in the match. There's no word as of yet if he is, well, as, as of that reporting, there was no word on if, on as of yet, of, on if he was cleared, but that did cause him to be pulled from his match against Eddie Edwards at Impact's Rebellion show. Um, he was replaced by Chris Bay, which is a very good replacement, if I should, if I do say so myself. Um, but yeah, so it looks like, uh, of course, with him being pulled, that could just be a precaution precautionary method or it could be a sign that he did in fact test positive for the concussion so regardless I of course send best wishes to him concussion sucks so I hope he is doing well and is able to get some rush and and just kind of take it easy for now because dude has been crushing it too if you don't follow Gresham on the scene um and by the way his wife Jordan Grace is a tremendous follow on Twitter so I recommend searching for her as well. I don't know her exact Twitter handle but you I'm sure you can find her. But her her name is J O R D Y N N E if I'm not mis- mistaken so just be on the lookout for her but she's a, a pretty good follow. With lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a little bit of updates on AEW's debut console video game that has a tentative release date of late September of this year with a title of AEW Fight Forever, which is pretty cool. Um, we did when AEW was in Orlando for the Revolution Fan Fest weekend at the Fan Fest on Saturday. We they had of course they were taping some matches for Dark, I believe, or Dark Evolution, <laughs> Evolution, <laughs> Elevation, um, but. Everyone who was in attendance right before the taping started, they had us do various chants for various wrestlers. Like, we would just, um, they would, of course, count us down, and then we would just continuously chant for, like, various wrestlers, like Kenny Omega, um, Wardlow, MJF Sucks, uh, just various chants, just, like, screaming chants, booze, stuff like that. So, they said they were recording our vocals for that to be inputted into the game. Um, so that was pretty cool, but I did see reports that all, they were doing that at a, at a recent show as well. So, again, it's just pretty cool to, to know that you, 
in some mesh compilation, your voice is going to be included in a video game. So if you're attending AEW shows between now and then, um, kind of be on the lookout for that as well. Um, but that's pretty cool. But again, they don't have a confirmed hard slated date as of yet. But just the idea that we can get a, a release of at least even late September of this year, that's that's pretty dope to see. Uh, like I said early in the show, I'm kind of looking to branch out this show here in various uh, streaming and various just like outlets and kind of just engage more and just kind of just have fun with wrestling. So I'll probably, well, I'll most left, most definitely be buying that game itself. Um, depending on if I, what do you guys think about PS5? So let me know what you guys think about the PS5s, but I'm, I'm still on my PS4 and I do have an Xbox one as well, but I'll probably cop it for the PS4. Um, unless something crazy happens and I get a five by then, which I don't know, I'm not really pressed to get it, but let me know what you guys think on, and if there's a major reason as to why I should hop on the train, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with my PS4. Um, but yeah, I say that because, um, if made and may just purchase the game and, and hop on like Twitch and stuff like that, or just stream some shows for like YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's cool. You know, it, it's fun seeing like, uh, I follow a couple different shows uh wrestling podcasters and um of course they have various shows and a couple of them do like uh have been broadcasting just their journey through like for instance like WWE's latest 2k video game that came out uh, just like through the my rise feature and just kind of just tracking there and just literally just having fun you know stuff like that uh, to me is actually really intriguing I like seeing how other people's journeys through different video games are especially you know various games but it's it's kind of cool especially when it's wrestling related so with that being AEW's debut video game as well um, I think that'd be pretty dope to kind of start off on but we will definitely touch on that once we get closer to that release date and, and that information at that point as well but I don't know if you guys, before we close up here on on that topic, I don't know if you guys have seen some of the graphics that have been reportedly released from the video game, but they're looking really good. So whatever, I'm not sure the exact company that they're working with right now, but whatever they're, whoever they're working with, uh, it's looking great so far. So shout out to them. And the last thing AEW related, kind of outside of the ring-ish, that will kind of transition into WWE as well is AEW reportedly has not reached out to Bret Hart to be a part of the Owen Hart Tournament Finals that is, of course, going to be held in Las Vegas, the home of this year's Double or Nothing. There is belief that Bret has already signed in either recently or, or, or in the recent past a lucrative deal with WWE, which is most likely their Legends deal, which, of course, includes like merchandising deals and, and things like that. But if he did sign a Legends deal, and if or if he is still under that current deal, that would obviously prevent him from appearing at any AEW shows. Um, he is, of course, announced and scheduled to accompany FTR at a show in for Big Time Wrestling, which is a indie promotion against Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr., who will have Arn Anderson in their corner. I don't know the exact date of that show, but I, I'm. I don't know if it's in June. I want to say June, but I, I could be off on that because I could have Forbidden Door in the brain. But uh, that once I saw that announcement, I was surprised, kind of twofold. For the first, for yeah, I guess for the first reason being just that Brett, like the first pairing of the trio of them, was going to be at an indie show and not at an AEW shirt show first, and then just that big big time wrestling got them. So shout out to big time wrestling, like that's such a, a cool scoop. Um, but yeah, if that's the case, if Brett is under a Legends deal with WWE or any type of contract, then 
that would obviously prevent him from showing up on AEW, which sucks in the meantime, um, of course, because it'd be dope to see Brett just accompany FDR to the ring or, of course, be a part of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Finals uh, Foundation as well, but the the Finals Tournament in and of itself, um, it's just kind of obvious, you know what I mean? Brett was there, of course, to present the AEW World Championship back in 2019, that, of course, um, obviously was prior to him signing a Legends deal. Um, or, you know, as I say that, I wonder if that is the case. Because around that time, he was inducted or he was involved with the Hall of Fame ceremony as well. So, I don't know. I actually kind of want to do a little bit more research. I just thought about that now as I'm saying it out loud. When the origination of the this current supposed deal actually started. Because um, if it was 2019... Maybe it's up for, I don't know, maybe it's up for renewal recently. He had already, or he had already renewed it prior to all this momentum of FTR building. Um, I don't know. So that may be something I'll look into further here. But as of right now, the, the speculation and the assumption rather is that Brett is currently assigned or at least affiliated with WWE. So if that's the case, he would not be able to appear on camera with AEW or do anything with AEW in that regard. Um, they do have more leeway when it comes to independent shows and things like that, but of course AEW is, is, is not not just your average independent company at this point. Um, but that does kind of transition into some reports that are also being released and speculated around the world of wrestling that WWE is interested in FTR and wants them back. WWE is said to be very pleased and impressed with what FTR has been doing for their star power and for, for their brand. Um, of course, since their departure, and go figure, right? It's like the, you had these talkers and you literally had them shaving each other's backs and the Usos laughing at them. And now you see what they're capable of and what they can actually do if you literally just let them be them and use their wrestling brains and let them come up with just what they want to come up with and, and let them show you who they are. Like, it's it's a bizarre concept, right? Like, who would have fucking known? But uh, it, it's not surprising. But I say that because, and I say that in relation to Bret Hart, because if that is the case and Bret is already signed with WWE, that could be a nice factor and a nice little perk that WWE could also use to kind of toy FTR with and kind of use that to kind of dangle in front. You know what I mean? Um, just think, if, if FTR were to build their brand for the next, I don't know, obviously, how much longer they have on their current AEW deal. Let's say it's for the next eight months, six months, a year. We'll go with a year. If they continue to do what they're doing and dominate the scene, um, just imagine the name power that they'll have at that point if they were to return if WWE does anything remotely useful with their tag team division, um, if they are serious about FTR, they can have that as a goal, a long-term goal, right? Like, we could have the potential to sign FTR, let's say, a year from now, so we know we have the next 12 months to actually build a fucking tag team division and take this shit seriously, so we have more leeway and more negotiating power to, to kind of tease them and, and reel them in with, you know what I mean? Like, you only have, especially with the tag team division, like, it's almost, it's... It's a sin, you know, like the the lack of depth that they have in WWE. Um, so if I'm FTR, like if, if, especially with WWE's contracts now, they range from three to five years. Like if I'm going to sign a minimum three-year deal, like I need to think like, okay, let's say we'll be generous and say we have enough depth in the tag team division to have a substantial, we'll go year and a half run. 
right? And and running, I mean, in regards to fresh matchups, not doing the same shit every week, um, and just having a nice rotation of teams to go through. Once you get through that year and a half and you get through your five, six, seven teams that you have, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, you, you still have at least a bare minimum of a year and a half, anywhere from a year and a half to, what, three years at that point left on your contract. So if I'm FTR, like, the tag division itself, it's it's one thing if you're coming into WWE as a single competitor, but if you're coming in as a tag team, like, you're almost, like, you... It's It sucks, and it's sad to say, you know, especially with what they're doing lately with, like, the Usos and RK-Bro and possibly unif Well, I guess they are unifying those titles, um, but in just the possible ramifications of what the, that can mean for the division going forward, you're hopeful, right? But at the same time, too, it's like every time you're hopeful, like, it'll it'll... The outcome and for that night, you feel good, but then the aftermath of it is just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> it's like... You know, you, you're just like, what are we really doing? Like, okay, like, we unify the titles, like, now what? And that's kind of what Roman is going through, too, you know? I'll kind of go on a side quest here. Uh, but it's kind of like what Roman is doing right now. Like, yes, we have an idea that he's going to be facing Shinsuke Nakamura, possibly at WrestleMania Backlash, or that may not even be the case. I haven't, to full disclosure, I haven't seen SmackDown this week. Um, but there's rumors now that they could be getting Drew McIntyre ready and, and, and pro- priming him. Now, he is involved with Sami Zayn, so I don't, I necessarily don't see that happening at Backlash. But, again, I obviously haven't seen SmackDown this week, so I could have missed something very crucial to that. But I see Drew and Roman being geared up and primed for, obviously, their Cardiff Whale show. Like, either that or having Drew ready for that show to go off against Tyson Fury, which I was going to get into here in a little bit, but, um, cause I'm just kind of referencing here now since I brought it up, Tyson Fury did go on record for one of his, I think it was right after his most recent fight and state that, uh, not to rule him out to that. He, he's not ruling out the possibility rather of showing up to Cardiff Wales at the show that they're obviously doing over there and, and facing and confronting Drew McIntyre. Drew has been talking shit, uh, or not necessarily talking shit, but just like running his mouth against Fury on Twitter. So kind of building off from that. Um, but I say all that to kind of get back to the point here of you have to continue to build for the future in, in every respect. And with FTR, while you do have a good case and you could present all these lucrative things and Bret Hart and all that good stuff, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if I see it, um, but we do have a a little bit of, of transcription here that I'm going to read out to you guys. Dax was actually re- uh, interviewed in this the speculation and this exact topic came up and he responded on a podcast and the podcast itself was wrestling perspective podcast so shout out to them but dax responded with and i the following and i quote i think both companies are in the business of getting talent and getting talented talent not just any talent and i think that they've seen the wave we've made especially in the last eight to ten months more so in the last four months so yeah why wouldn't they put feelers out why wouldn't they ask about it here's the thing We respect Tony so much. We would never in a million years while we're under a contract with the company, we would, would we ever go behind his back and talk contract status with anyone else? No other company. We would never do that to him because we have too much respect for what he's given us and what he's allowed us to do. Now on the flip side of that, we're going to go where professional wrestling takes us and wherever the best opportunity is for us and wherever we can build on our legacy. He continued to say, that's the most important thing. Obviously, money is really, really cool. I'm allowed to take care of my wife and my daughter, 
But whenever we initially got the contract offer from WWE, I called my grandmother and I told her how much money, or I told her how much it was, and I told her, I think I'm going to turn her down. And her exact words were, David, how much money do you need? I was like, oh my God, she's right. My dad and my mom busted their ass to take care of me. If they can do it, I can do the same thing and I don't have to do this. I do it because I love it, so we're going to go wherever the love of wrestling takes us, end quote. And... My goodness, man, if that doesn't make them fucking baby faces and make you a team that you want to cheer for, I don't know what does. So I'm just going to leave that there. I don't think I can summarize it any better, and I don't think I need to. Um, I just, I've, my love for FTR has really, really grown in the last, like he said, eight to ten months. What they've just been doing, maybe in the past year, I would say, I I want to, I, Especially within the past year, but ever since they debuted in AEW, I loved their look, how they pulled up in the, I think it was the pickup truck and just the leather jacket that I think it was Dax was wearing. Uh, just the whole look and the vibe of them, like they, they just embrace pro wrestling, dude, and I just, I love it. That's that's what I'm I'm here for, you know? So I'm I'm definitely becoming more and more of a fan of of FTR, um, and yeah, like I'll, I'm sure like a lot of you guys out there, I'll follow them wherever they go, so... Uh, it was just cool to, to kind of see his response there and to kind of get his perspective of it and to kind of see where he's coming from. But moving on from that, like I said, I was my next bullet point here was to touch on Tyson Fury. So I'll kind of just regroup that here as well. Again, Tyson Fury has stated that it is not he is not ruling out the possibility that he will show up in Cardiff, Wales to confront Drew McIntyre. Drew has been not necessarily talking shit, but responding to various Fury tweets and and, uh, statements that he has made and just kind of instigated Fury. Um, Fury did make an appearance at a Saudi Arabia show. I forget which one it was. Um, Most likely Crown Jewel. I'm just not remembering the exact name of that show. It it was just a Crown Jewel. I don't know why I'm blanking on that right now. Um, But he obviously was in Saudi Arabia and faced Braun Strowman. Which wasn't the best, but wasn't, I guess, the worst. Um, but I think he would have a much better outing here against Drew McIntyre and myself. Um, and that would be a pretty, go- a pretty cool and a, a, new- a newsworthy match, especially for Drew. So if Drew isn't going to be in the title picture against Reigns at, at that show, then what other better match than to have uh, against Tyson Fury? So that will definitely be something cool to see and to kind of be on the lookout for there. One last thing outside of the the ring here that I guess you can say before we kind of preview what's coming up on Raw and Dynamite for next week and then we'll wrap up today's show. Uh, Cody Rhodes sat down for an almost hour interview with Ryan Satin, which I believe the show is out, out of character, I believe the, the name of the show is. Um, I just for sure know that it was with Ryan Satin. Um, I had it put up and I was going to sit down and kind of watch it before I sat down to watch this because as you guys know, I'm just fascinated with Cody Rhodes. Um... But it was actually almost an hour-long interview, and I did not have time because I do have things that I have to get done later today, and I, of course, wanted to get this recorded for you guys. Um, but a, a few tidbits have and newsworthy items have apparently come out of that interview. Um, I'm not going to get into it here, but I heard it was a, a good show and a, a good watch, so if you guys are interested in that, I would definitely check out YouTube and, and search that show. But we do also have Becky Lynch scheduled to return to Raw this coming Monday. And we also will be celebrating 20 years of Randy Orton in WWE, which is amazing to to think about. Uh, I personally remember him debuting and he had those 
tight spandex little shorts on and he had kind of shortest longish hair and I remember when he he had some type of shoulder injury and the first thing that I remember like that ever really stood out was his Randy News reports or something it was Randy News something like that but he would it was just like these various random like uh, like almost like breaking news updates that we would get from Randy Orton himself just giving us updates on his shoulder injury and his recovery status and things like that uh it was just so I don't know why but it was just so entertaining to me it, um and then of course his his just his growth his transformation into the legend killer his time with evolution the viper uh thinking about it it may since you know, I'm I'm thinking of, of other ideas here. I may sit down and do like a breakdown of Randy Orton's career. It's kind of fascinating to think about as I sit here and, and kind of talk about it out loud again. Um, So that's a, a side note there, uh, possibly to do that. But just again, Randy Orton is one of, I think, as crazy as it's going to sound, the most underappreciated stars that we have here. And one of the last real stars that we have left, if you if you really think about it in, in the meaning of the word itself um again like if I sit down and, and do a, a full show on Randy Orton I'll kind of dig into that a little bit deeper but I'm curious to see what they end up doing celebration wise for Randy or if that's just a ploy to have the Usos kind of attack or blindside him or anything like that so we'll see what that ends up being but regarding Becky Lynch returning I'm kind of surprised that they're having her return so soon after losing to Bianca Belair I think she easily could have taken two three months off um and and been fine and kind of just let Bianca Belair be the star of the division without even having Becky in the background or just lingering or on the same show altogether um again which is crazy because I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan but I don't know I think Becky is kind of at that stage where she doesn't, if she's not the champion, she's gonna over, overshadow and over, just kind of take over the spotlight for her, regardless of what she's doing, you know what I mean? And that's not a, that's not necessarily a bad thing, that's just what happens when you become a star, so I would have loved to see Bianca, obviously she is our new champion, so win the championship and just kind of take ownership of Raw and just the division and just be that bitch on the show, you know what I mean? So... We'll see how that plays out and if Becky goes right back to facing Bianca, which I kind of hope they don't go, or just what it means for Becky going forward. But to wrap it up here with the preview of the Dynamite that we have set for this coming Wednesday, we have Sammy Guevara, who, who is our, of course, TNT champion, facing off against Scorpio Sky in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. The If you guys saw the segment from Dynamite, Sammy, I don't know... What happened with the timing, but he barely at the end squeezed in the fact that this is a ladder match. I think this is obviously force. I would have much rather personally have just seen these guys compete in a singles match. Now, I say that and don't mean any disrespect. I know we're going to get a kick-ass ladder match and these guys are going to bust their ass to make sure that we do get that indeed, but... I don't know, it just feels kind of forced, like, we just got a ladder match, like, I don't know, I just, I, me personally, I would have just preferred a straight-up singles match just to see how good these guys are in the ring, and to kind of just give Scorpio Sky another standout moment, too, um, again, I'm sure we'll probably see something crazy in this match, but me personally, I would have just preferred a straight-up singles match for that. Next up, we will have a re... Well, not a... Well, it is a rematch, but a revisit of the Sheeta versus Serena Deeb rivalry feud that has been going on for about a year now. I think, actually, this this show, this Dynamite show coming up will actually be a year, maybe to the day, 
that their feud began in Philadelphia. So this is a Philly street fight. We have Warlow facing Lance Archer, Dax Hardwood versus Cash Wheeler in a Owen Hart qualifier match, which I personally am looking forward to the most on this, probably this week coming up. I just feel like this match itself is going to be kick-ass. I hope they get at least 15, 20 minutes. Uh, I think these guys deserve it. Pretty sure we haven't seen these two guys face off in singles competition against each other, so that's kind of cool as well. Um, But last not least, we have the Undisputed Elite, which is a nice play on of words there. Uh, That encompassing of Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, and Red Dragon facing off against Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, Brock Anderson, and Lee Johnson. So that should be an interesting match. Um, again, side note with uh, Dante Martin, his brother Darius Martin apparently is sidelined again due to some type of, I don't know if it's a necessarily an injury or it's just some type of, of issue going on. Um, it was originally reported that he had an injury, but I believe he sent out a tweet saying that something to the effect that a lot of people are reporting to know things that aren't actually true and of his health that he isn't even aware of. So I'm not going to speculate on that. I'm not going to be one of those people. Just whatever dude is dealing with, I hope he's good, you know, and I hope he takes the time he needs. But that is wrapping up today's show. Again, guys, I appreciate you having me in your feed and downloading and listening each week. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at A-S-H-M-A-N-N-S and on the show's page at kickashpodcast underscore. And I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Take care.